This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we are back. It is question time, but a little bit different this week uh, with us recording on Sunday night. We wanted to make sure that the team list were out and we sort of knew a little bit more about the shape of uh, each of the squads going into this weekend's game. So we're actually going to do the previews for the week two of the finals first uh, and then jump into questions after that. So let's start with Friday night, Mitch. And look, this game, I honestly... It's just like last week, people are already putting a line through one of these teams, but it's Manly hosting the Roosters. And, you know, Manly, as I just said, Manly going to this game, red-hot favourites. But um, I'm not so sure that they'll win. It's very weird seeing them as a dollar thirty. Like, I, I saw the discussion you were having today about them being red-hot favourites, and I hadn't looked at the betting odds yet. And you think, geez, like, I do understand the Roosters... And now out with the uh, Takiyao is out of the game, and they're now without Sam Barrels as well. And they are on a bare bones, Mitchell Wells Cup like roster for them. Like, what is it like 13 or 14 of these players have played Mitchell Wells Cup this season? But uh, they've been on that bare bones for a few weeks, you know, <laughs> and they still got James Tedesco at fullback, they still got like the Harches form there. They still got the four pack still pretty decent with Hargreaves, Liu. Um, Crichton to Benua Radley. Sam Walker's still on the bench for some reason, but he's still there. Butcher boys have been good. Like, I'm with you. I, I, I do think Manly are going to win this game, but I don't think... I I would not be shocked, sorry. I didn't. I wouldn't be shocked if, if the Roosters took Bickies either, which I don't like set fence sitting, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. Yeah, look, I just look at what happened to Manly last week, and I just do think that they're... The talent of... Tom and, you know, some of their other good players, that can't be questioned. But I think what can be questioned with Manly, and I might be wrong about this, but just from watching them this year, it does feel like they, more than any other team, um, are like the most downhill running team in the competition. Like, I feel like they've not really overcome any sort of adversity at any point. Like, they've just belted teams in games where they've been on top from the start and they've lost the rest, and that's basically it. And when plan A of give the ball to Tommy didn't work last week. They mm-hmm. didn't really show us a plan B. Yeah, they have had a couple of comebacks. Not nothing that impressive, though. I mean, like they came they back came against back. the Warriors. Like, great. Uh, and, excuse me, the Bulldogs. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, round 24, respects uh, and what they came back. The Titans as well, they were down. But again, these are the teams that that happens against. Like, probably a couple other ones. And I agree with you that they haven't... Not that they haven't come back against... Comebacks don't mean they're good or bad, sorry. They don't. But there's been some times in these, against these big teams. They haven't beaten the big teams, really. And well, when they last met the Roosters, like round one? They lost the Roosters in round one, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, no, that's the last time they met yeah. them. They got, they got yeah, thumped yeah. in a long time. But they haven't played them in a while either. But it's just, um, yeah, I'm not 100% confident Manly's line. But I just do think the Roosters, how many more is one more, you know, in terms of putting extra effort in, you know, like. I feel like, and it was we saw it last week, like their edge defense is still actually quite good, but I do feel like they've just become a bit soft in the middle. And I just I just think that's the area that, you know, Tommy loves attacking. And 
physically they might end up, you know, just going to the middle of them after a while, even though they're packed didn't turn up last week. I'm, mm. that's, that's what I'm worried about for, for the Chooks. But, you know, as you said, Manly still have plan A, which their plan A is like this. It's, it's plans A through F. I give it to Tommy. And if that doesn't work, it's like, do we, well, does Tommy want the ball again? Like, what do we do here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Are you sure I, it's not working? I don't have faith in them to overcome a strong defense. And you're right. The Roosters have not been the Roosters of late, but that, I'll, I, and rather than having another week under his belt, will do him the world of good, I think. I mean, he got a lot of praise last week, but I still think that he was a bit hot and cold. Um, but yeah, I just look at, the attitude of the Roosters, and I think talent-wise, especially with the injuries they have, they shouldn't be getting near the Manly in this game. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the finals, and this is a team that is known for firing up and digging deep when they need to. So, yeah, Manly probably still win, but I don't think it's going to be... I'm shocked. I, I'll put it that I'm shocked at the betting odds for both of these games. Yeah. I mean, Manly, look, they have done, like, they beat Canberra without Tommy in round 23, but that was 1918 over this year's Canberra side. Uh, they played without Tommy. So that was round 23. Sorry, I said that. They played without Tommy in round 18 against the Dragons and won, but the Dragons' slide had just begun. But I do think the games without Tommy gave the Manly fans some confidence. Yeah. But I, I just feel like when he's there, and I agree with you said earlier, there's not enough stepping up from the other players until after Tom's done, like, cracked the game open. Like, yeah. they're all there to queue up and do six shit when they're on top. You know, they're up by 12, 18. There's a team that wants to score. They want to score 60 points every week. They love doing it. We see some great plays from them when they're on top in games. But there hasn't been a lot of guys putting their stamp on the game when it's when it's a battle. You know, and, yeah. and that's just... And it's mainly because I think it's something that's rough for us to say. But really, there haven't really been in many battles this year. No. I'm not going to do the draws fault thing, but if you look at the last, you know, what are their last like 12 weeks of the season? They played what they they did. They thumped para. They did thump para. That's true. Uh, they lost to Melbourne. And then badly too. Like I, that game, yeah. that game was closer on the scoreboard than it should have been. Like they got that yeah. hundred meter try from Saab. Like they yeah. got pumped they, that game. They've lost to Melbourne twice in that period and lost to Canberra in round 17, which but that game doesn't really count for them. They were happy to lose that. But in that whole stretch, they haven't really played. Every other game, team. they just kind of sleptwalk through an easy win. Like they lost yeah. to the Knights. They, they, yeah, I don't know. I, I just look. Well, I mean, it had, it's, it's really tough to have a Bromwell on them, mate, because they played Penrith twice in the first seven rounds too early. They played yeah. Roosters round one. They played you guys round two. They didn't have Tommy teams. for rounds one or two either against yeah. us. And, and they, the were, they were terrible for rounds, but they haven't really. And it's probably a, a negative thing for Manly that. They would have liked to have helped some of those challenges late in the season. Like yeah, you want to know I where you so. are, and they, didn't, and they didn't have those. And they, that's what I think happened for them last week. You mentioned them, mate. Like they hadn't been really slapped in the face for a long time, and they got slapped in the face and didn't really know how to respond because they just it hasn't they haven't had to do that for a long time. And they, like when Melbourne beat them earlier, it was a bit different. Like this game, Melbourne danced on them for twenty minutes, and then they just were listless. Like you, you read some of the stuff out in the last when we did the uh, the recap, like. Almost all their pack did nothing <laughs> in that yeah. game, so that's why I do think I do think Manly win. But the dollar thirty, it's like I, I would not be shocked if you know you get one of those games where Hargrave somehow keeps finding a gear. Mm. Like, we watched the Titans try again today where they didn't score, and if you <laughs> want to rewatch again, Hargrave is back there before the feeder, and you're like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, like, that dude just keeps turning up when they need him. But you know, you wonder if, if he can do it, if Tedesco can do it. 
you know, maybe. And then you look at the Manly guys, like you said, they weren't tested. Like last week, how bad were some of those guys? Like Morgan Harper had had a great season. Saab was awful. Yeah, they played in a pressure game. And yes, Saab got two tries, but like he was garbage the rest of the game. Like they hit a pressure moment and a lot of them cracked. So I just don't see outside, if, if, if if giving Tommy hit ups isn't working, I don't see what their plan B is. I just don't. Um, but plan A will probably work because he's great. So uh, I don't know. But yeah, look, I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think Sam Verrill's being out is is actually a pretty big deal. Uh, I haven't seen much of Ben Marshall. He's played a few games this year, but I think he's a significant downgrade from Verrill's. So I think he's getting a bit hardly done by. Um, but you know, as someone who might have to play them next week, I'm happy that he's suspended. But uh, yeah, how big is that suspension for you? And do you think it was right that they couldn't get it downgraded? Oh, it's a tough one for me, mate. Like, it can't disappear. No, well, for years we've said, like, I, I agree with the, the what happened on the day, the, the penalty, and maybe he could have got binned on the day, honestly. Like, I know people talk about the falling rubbish, and for mine, Kelly's head was always in the same strike zone. Mm. But Verrills didn't exactly launch. He, you know, he should have fixed his technique up. That's the whole point. A lot of things they're trying to change this year. At some point, they were trying to change. But it's tough to see, guys. We said it last week. We said it over the years. Missing finals games for bullshit like this. You're just like, fuck me. Like, yeah, I don't and agree with I'm it. Not, I'm not blaming the process. It's not like it's not the judiciary's fault <laughs> that the, that the rules of chat keep changing and something like that, and the, and how they enforce these things keep changing, but. You just watch it. You're like, man, we re- are we really taking a finals game away from a key player f- for this? Like, we are. Like, and it shouldn't be key player or not, but you know, some of the other, it felt like some of the other suspend and charges this weekend were a bit lighter than, well, than I thought. Season. Bo- I thought both Parramatta offenses were worse than this. Yeah, and I, I just I was like, man, I felt like oh, they're a bit lighter. It feels like they're doing it for the finals or something. And then Verils came through, and I just thought it'd get downgraded. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. like and then it, it didn't happen. I was actually shocked. Like, I didn't really pay much attention to the judiciary because I just assumed he'd go and get downgraded and move forward. And the fact it's two weeks is the is the real tough thing for them now. Like, I'm not complaining about that one bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I think. I guess for you guys, it's just you're hoping for first as a South fan. Now you're just hoping that it actually does turn into a slog. It doesn't matter want, who we. It doesn't matter who we play. Yeah, but you don't want Manly to win by fifty. No, look, it, I, it honestly, I don't think it matters. I think. um Think we'll beat either. Really but yeah. Anyway, um, there was a yeah. good story actually about you. We, we turned into a South podcast again, but there's a good story about you guys about like how the getting walloped <laughs> kind of galvanized the mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Um, not worried about either of these teams, but I think uh, I take the Roosters in an upset. Yeah. Well, I'm, I hate being the oh to take the favorite guy, but I'll, I'll take Manly. No, it's fine. Worked so well for you last week. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, all right. Uh, game two, Parramatta versus Penrith. Um, the broken and bruised Penrith Panthers against a relatively full-strength Parramatta Reels team who I was putting a line through when I thought that Nia Kore and Paulo were going to be suspended. But then they both didn't. So now I think it's up for grabs. I think that the game plan to beat Penrith is one that if Parramatta can emulate from South last week, they can um, they can get similar results. I think they have the forward pack to do it. I think bringing Madison back in is smart. I think he's the type of aggressive forward they need for a game like this. 
Um, and it'll just be really interesting to see how Penrith responds from the adversity they went through last week because it's not something they've had to do a whole lot. It's a funny one, isn't it? This week's turned into um, everyone enjoying piling on Ivan Cleary, which obviously we've enjoyed partaking in as well. But I sit in that weird part, like I don't actually hate this Penrith team like I have past ones, but I do enjoy Ivan's misery. But I think that, like, I don't, we're obviously overrating a lot of it after one final source against how South played. But I do think there is some truth in, like, the way he's handled the, the last two weeks just kind of had a positive impact on the lot. Like, it can't have been, like, I'm not saying his, his behavior has, you know, ended their season. But if, it, if you have to put it in the good or bad column for things impacting Penrith from, from here out, it is in the bad column. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I don't know how any Penrith fan could have come away from his conduct on the weekend and felt proud of it. And I don't think any did. <sighs> so it might not hurt them, but you're right. It can't have helped. That's it. Like, I, I think some of the stuff people are going like, oh, if they get knocked out, it's all Ivan's fault. No, 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 all no, this no. Stuff. Like people are going a bit nuts with it, but they, you know, as we do, we're always overrating things in the week that happen. And, but I do think it just mate, just shut up. And like, like, he, he would have been better just saying nothing for two weeks. And, being silent than what what he did and I don't know but Penrith have had some positive changes I mean it's it's rare you can be as bad as Charlie Staines was and your coach actually get like put you all the way out of the 21 like usually the coach is still back out like Ikevalu is still playing for the Roosters or at least in the 21 but yeah he's been resold completely which is the right call and Dylan Edwards has been named at fullback but if it, if he can't go it looks like Naden would step in They've also got what Scott Sorison back from like a wrist fracture. And Moses Leota back in the lineup. I think those are some some real yeah. good changes for them. Leota re-signed with them as well today. So that's a good bit of business by them. Um, yeah. Yeah, very positive changes all around. Um, they sorely missed Leota's aggression last week. I think that if Naden plays, they probably, I mean, the result's the same, but I think he would have done a better job. And I think that, you know, Crichton on the wing and him at fullback might've been probably better for them last week. I'm not sure. It's hard to say, but um yeah, all all good things. And Sorensen being back so fast is insane. I thought he'd be done for the year. Yeah. Um, but for like Parramatta, like it's weird because we were holding a you know public postmortem of their season four weeks ago when Manly put fifty on them, right? And yeah. then they beat Melbourne, and then they rested their whole team against Penrith, so we ignored that game. And then they had a pretty good win. I know it was close in the end, but I thought they were much the better team on Sunday. And now it's kind of like this is the best chance you've had to make a prelim in the Brad Arthur era. I think last yeah. year last year against South, you played against Melbourne, both pretty hard games. And this is all another hard game. But at the same time, this is a team, you're getting a team that's just come off a loss and it was not a loss that had a whole lot of science behind it. It was just pure aggression and pure work from the Rabbitohs forwards that laid the platform and you can do that whether you will is another thing but you can mm. you got the guys I mean, to do it Mitch Moses is playing as good as Mitch Moses has ever played as well by the way so yeah that helps too I because agree. again Adam Reynolds was fantastic last week and if you have a halfback who can turn Penrith around and sort of nullify Brian Toto a little bit and they can do that too so I don't know we'll see yeah, it's it's tough. Like I don't understand. I can't get my head around it. Still, the Ryan Madison stuff last week to bring him back in this week, but then bringing him back in. And last week we thought, oh, he's going to change a seventeen, and he didn't. 
Uh, we look at it now, and, and Makatoa, who you know had actually come in on a pretty good job as, as a as a middle off the bench there for for uh, for the Eels. Barely played last week, but the bench now being Papali'i, Cartwright, and Madison. I don't I don't love it, and I just feel like like if you just start Papa like again, we said this on the program last week for South win. Front load your effort, front load your physicality with Penrith and get on top of them early. And they hate it because, again, they're not tested like that very often. I feel like I'd much rather see Papali'i starting or Madison starting where Sean Lane is. I f- like. I know, man, so Penrith are going to do their thing. They're going to change Kiko out before kickoff and start Liam Martin. And it just feels like, you know, match your kick out with your diet kick out later. Sean Lane could come on later as well. Like go in for the physical battle in the first twenty minutes and see how you come off. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. And I actually think like Ray Stone's work as an as a hooker itself isn't fantastic. But and we've heard a lot about his his hits this week. But I actually think that might help them lay a platform at the start of the game as well. And he's a weird player that you know. In regular rugby league, he was in that no man's land. But yeah, he kind of fits what what we've come turned into <laughs> now. But I look through that team, and you're just basically. Like Nathan Brown has to turn the clock back a couple of years, I think. Like, because yeah. when he's on, he is that forward that they need. Like, he will basically be able to do what Jaira did last week and just get in their faces, rile them up, hit them hard, hit the don't miss tackles. Like, he's capable of having a game like that. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, look, I, I agree with you in terms of, the, I don't know if Sean Lane is the sort of, aggressive customer that a guy like Papali'i or Madison is, but I, I think we might just see more. I think we may see Madison in the middle as well, just because of the way um, the way it went last week. I think that that might be something they look at doing. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know, Lane and Lane, obviously Lane and Neokore between them played nearly the whole game. Like Lane played 69 minutes, Neokore played 78 and they've got Cartwright on the bench who they obviously won't be putting in the middle. So I think one or both of Papali and Madison could end up playing some middle in this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely will. I just feel like I'd rather see them, um, one of them starting. Yeah. And, and probably Papali. And, and yeah, that's why I didn't know why Madison wasn't there last week, not playing in the middle as well. I don't yeah. like having, like, I know the purpose of Cartwright, but I just don't like having that bench and Sean Lane as well. Like, get rid of Cardi at that point. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do there, but. And it seems like Will Penasini seems to have reinvigorated their backline. Like they've all yeah. started playing better since he's been in the team. So, well, I went into last week thinking Penrith were going to shake off all the garbage and be a premiership contender this year. Like I thought like maybe they can actually beat Melbourne. I was like, you know what? Maybe they can. But they <laughs> they crumbled under the pressure last week and they um they don't it's not pure Orlando ball anymore. They don't it's have not. that advantage. They don't have that game momentum in the middle and stay on top of advantage. So it's again, I don't feel like they should be a dollar twenty-two favorites, but I still no. think they'll win. Um, no, fuck it. I'm gonna go double upset. I think Parramatta's gonna. No, look, yeah, I I hate, just... no, it's me. I hate being the double coward. That's yeah. what it is, but... um, it just felt good to be right last week. So, and if you tip an upset, and you're wrong. No one cares. But if you tip an upset, and you're yeah. right. It's great. So I'm just gonna <laughs> do it for both games, and maybe I'll get one. I probably won't get any, but. Maybe I'll get two. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Oh dear. Yeah. It's a fact. It's like, and I haven't got a read either. Like playing up in the heat and Mackay, it's like, it's like really, I don't feel like there's any advantage for either pack. Like I think both of them struggled with, with the 
the, the temperature last week. I think yeah. both sides did. So I just feel like I'm thinking one of them's going to outgas like, the other one. Penrith will probably win, but 425 is just so disrespectful, I think. Yeah, I think like Leota's massive for them. Like yeah. just they didn't have anybody else that sort of Yellen Fisher Harris doing anything last week, and Pangai wasn't great in his stint off the bench. And uh, Liam Martin played like a cat when he started. So I think that's quite a big in. And Scott Sorensen's been surprisingly good for them as well. That's good. But I think um, it's one of those situations if uh, maybe Ivan to get the fuck out of the way and let the, let the boys sort it out themselves. Don't put Mitch Kenny on for the last 15 if you're behind. Maybe yep. don't do that. That's maybe fair. just play your best player, like your best hooker and hope you win. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. We've got some rookie takes before we get into question time. Uh, didn't do them mm. on Monday because we wanted everyone to, sorry, we didn't do them on Sunday night because we wanted to let some extra ones flow in. I'm glad that we did. It's, um, yeah. So first of all, we've got Dan Sandy. An idea for halfback. Who's a Raiders fan, sorry. It's in some Raiders Facebook group. Uh, an idea for halfback. Why don't we try to lure Quade Cooper over to league? It worked for Ricky. Just a thought. Quade Cooper played well for the Wallabies the other day. I'm very happy about that. You know, yeah, I'm not, not a big union guy anymore. I'm still a Quade guy, but just yeah, thinking there, like, movement for, it worked for Ricky. It's like, you know, he's in his 30s. <laughs> and, like, the one thing Quade, he cannot stand defense still. He hates tackling. Hates it. it. He's 33, by the way. He'd be 34 next year. Not the time that just changed. And he's been, like, him being great was amazing, but, uh, but it's, you know, he has been uh, not playing much much footy for the last couple of years. How about him getting a um, citizenship after playing? That like was very funny. If they'd lost, he wouldn't have got it. It's so funny. Um, well, Genia hasn't got his yet either or something. Oh, isn't it? Bring him back. Um, we've got uh, Mr. Grumpy Eel. Hey, Anarella, you're allowed to tamper with the ball. This was after Mitch Moses tried. It's a, a Knights player spraying a drink bottle on the steed. Cheating. Ball tampering scandal engulfs the NRL final. I did like that. Great. Uh, Stephen Quartermain, us Melburnians knew the NRL would do Storm no favours. To schedule their prelim on AFL Grand Final Night is just an insult and lacking class. Go Storm. Fuck, wasn't this whole thing a Storm in a teacup? Oh, you feel good about that? No, I didn't mean to do it like that. <laughs> I apologise. I'll, I'll do a written apology. I'm sorry. <laughs> the best way is I knew you didn't do that on purpose. It just yeah. came out that way. Um, oh, God. But yeah, I've brought look, great shame upon my household. I'm glad they brought it forward because people do want to watch both. I'm glad that they did it. I mean, I, I, I am too, but I like the. I don't. I don't think the overlap is as big. Like, it's probably as like key viewers, but it's yeah, whatever. It's tens of thousands of viewers, I think. So they're probably. Yeah. So. And I mean, it's but it's. I know. I know. Again, like they probably should know what the other guys are doing, but the AFL also moved their game. Yes, you know, they like did. they didn't obviously plan. Originally, it wasn't planned to clash with the AFL Grand Final. They're not that stupid, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> Tim Gore, remember the name Ray Stone? Second game, and he has impressed me in both. I can't believe this is only his second game. Reminds me already of another famous Parramatta player called Ray. <laughs> How many games has Ray second Stone played, game. Mitchell? Well, he he debuted in 2018. <laughs> so he has two tries. If he said <laughs> he's played 27 games. No, sorry. He's played at 28 games. Across so, four seasons. <laughs> across four seasons. He's actually played. Um, He's played more. He's played, what, three finals games? <laughs> oh, that's great. He's really impressed me, this, this young whippersnapper. Yeah. I'm really like, hoping. Is it kind of like how Rabs or Spencerlini for the first yeah. time? I'm really hoping um, South rookie Cody Walker can get it done next week. He's had a great first season. Yeah, he has. 
Well, um, I love that. Well, mate, well, the other one you showed me today as well about say like probably the most runs Adam Reynolds had in the game. Oh, that's great. Oh just, my god. Just trust me. Fred's probably right. It wasn't. It took like, you four seconds. Go- like it was like Google Adam Reynolds Reynolds NRL and you could click on his NRL profile and you could see he wasn't his most runs in a game this season. I could almost yeah. forgive it if they couldn't if they didn't have like any access past that. But it's so like, easy. Yeah, but too um, hard. And uh, at Rabbitohs Forum, this was after the Clint Gutherson kick. I wasn't sure before, but that just confirms it. The NRL desperately wanted a Panthers versus Para grand final. What a BS decision to end the night season. Who are Parramatta playing this week? Well, they can somehow, I don't know. They're going to figure it out. Ah, okay. So they're both, <laughs> well, both, both going to make the grand final. Well, it's definitely Parramatta's grand final. Well, so. okay. Yep. Well, he's <laughs> half right then. I apologize. Yeah, he is. He's half right. That race right. ending, I'm trying to figure out what he could be thinking too, but like he's already, he's, it wasn't like it's was only two games this season. He, Unless he, started, he was back in three weeks ago. I don't know. Are you still thinking about the race stone thing? Yes. I'm just trying to think, trying to get these more on. Was there space, another Parramatta debutant like last week? I don't think so. But, um, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's thinking of Kai Rodwell. I don't know who has played one NRL game. Yeah, maybe I don't know. God, who gives a shit? Anyway, that's just very strange. Um, if you want to submit rookie takes and vote, you must be a member of a Patreon subscription service. Go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies to support us, get merchandise, entry into next year's Coltrane Cup competition, and plenty more. Um, also, if you're in the top two tiers of our Patreon, Mitchell, you get a special shout out after every single episode. So I'm going to do that right now. So a special thank you to. Uh, oh, oh, this is great radio. I fucked it the is. list up. No, I stuffed it. All right, there That's we go. Right. Chris Abnell, Dave, Carly Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Bezwick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Donkey Dick, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tony 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Natty Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad. Never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Reese, uh, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Reminder, we had a bonus podcast just for patrons uh, on the weekend after the South game. We'll probably have a couple more during the final series. So remember, if you want to get the full Boom Rookies experience, patreon.com forward slash NRL boom rookies. Uh, Mitchell, how's your ding dong? And are you sad? Um, It's been a bit of a hump day. I've had a hump day. Yep. Yeah. I hate that term, but I'm here anyway. I, uh, I wouldn't say sad. Yeah. Both things, whatever. There you go. No, I'm like, I'm obviously not as down as the last couple of weeks. Final 40 has been good. We have a, a date to get out of home. Yeah. So, yeah I'm when, feeling I had, okay. we, had a, we had a picnic today. That's nice. Did you? Yeah, my yeah. second jab's uh, Friday and, oh, and Anna's is Saturday. So, but even then, like we could already have picnics together. That was a thing. So, there's nothing, nothing changes for me yet. Not till October 18th. Yeah, can't wait though. What a day it's going to be. <laughs> no, I wish it was great. I wish it was Mad Monday. They should have fixed that it's, up. It's for our us. Mad Monday, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the state's Mad Monday. Yeah, very exciting. All right. So, without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Okay, question time over on patreon.com for just NRL Boom Rookies if you want to get your question answered every week by me and Bungard. Uh, first question. 
Cam Beswick, biggest takeaways from week one of the new NFL season? Bangers? Uh, our offensive line is shoot. Um, uh, McCorkle Jones is garbage. Um, Zach Wilson is garbage. Um, I thought McCorkle was, was, was good in a uh, team loss. You can be good and lose. Uh, what else? Who else sucks? Every, everything sucks. The Ravens suck. I hate them. Ugh, uh, so my take, uh, Aaron Rodgers actually he was probably considering hosting Jeopardy in the I think season. he's sabotaging the season on purpose. I don't think I don't think he is. I think he's too much of an ego. But you know, sometimes athletes like he had he held out for the off season and similar. And sometimes they they have enough preparation time to get back into shape and they get ready for week one. Yeah, he totally looks like he's like a month away. Like, oh, I know if people if you actually like, I know people watch the game on Red Zone, but I rewatched the game after. Well, I didn't even watch us on defense. I fasted and watched the offense, fast through the offense, forward through the offense. And oh my God, he is um, half asleep. It's not great. It looks like when he was had that what, 2018, we really sucked. Like the mm. plays were open and he was just holding the ball. It's like, oh. well, also, I know they won, but Ben Roethlisberger's done. He looked so washed. Yeah. I mean, he's been washed for years. I don't care that they won. Yes, but um, what other takes have I got? I mean, the Cardinals would be good fun. They were, they were last year anyway, yeah. but Kyle Murray's good fun. Uh, if you guys want um, NFL boom rookies in the offseason at some point, let us know. We'll do it again. Villain away for your for your lot. I said offensive line, but especially him. My God, he's awful. Sign yeah. Mitchell Swartz. Like, I want Mitchell Swartz to be signed by the time this podcast is published. Um, Derek God. Carr is terrible outside of the two-minute drills. Like, he just can... Like, I, 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 this has is time the, to think. I don't understand. It's the greatest mystery in sports. Why teams, they suck the whole game. And then suddenly when it's the last drive, they just... Everyone's open every play. But it was like that game, though. Brian Edge was, was open for like half the game. So I'm an Edward Tomer. But he was like he 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 set a record for the most targets for a tight end for like the Raiders ever. The most targets to a tight end in the last decade in the NFL. The most targets to a Raiders player in the last like twenty something years. Mm. And how much he threw at Darren Waller. But there was some drives there. There was that one drive where he threw that bounce intercept where he threw to Waller in like triple coverage three plays in a row. Yeah, it's like what he he just locked in. And then when he gets to the two minute drill, he's just like as you said, throwing to the open guy. It's like yeah, maybe if you did that a bit more the rest of the game. And I love Darren Waller too, but it's like. Hit the open guys a few times and move the team, but he's terrible with thinking and processing time. But when he has to just throw it fast when they're in a two-minute drill, it's he has this weird thing. He's one of the best two-minute drill quarterbacks in the NFL. Like his numbers are terrible. Everything else though, bizarre player. What are the NFL things that I learned? Oh, Kyle Shanahan's still insane. Like, yeah, st- still there's always every year there seems to be a random player in the doghouse with him, and you don't find out till like week one kicks off and he's like, oh yeah, bench that guy. Yeah, didn't even fuck? didn't even check my team. Trey Sermon zero points. I was like, ah. Thank you. Yeah, he's just out. And well, he was, didn't even make it. And Brandon Ayuk was benched and he's in the doghouse. A couple of years ago, he did that to Dante Pettis. Hmm. It just, yeah, from week, I had a really good end of his first season. And next year, he was just benched. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, what, other, what other NFL takes do we have? Um, Pat Mahomes, still good. Best. Yeah, he's all right. We play them on Sunday best. night. We're going to get embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mark, I, I know obviously losing running backs is great, but you can survive with that. All the running backs you lost. Mark Peters is huge, eh? We win that game if he plays. God, those those guys, those random guys I've never heard of were all terrible. Yeah, and uh, you have them in our wins pool, and it feels like a bit of a worry for just where the line would have been set for when you switched from the Raisins before Peters got injured. It's going to affect your, your win-loss record in the season, eh? Yeah, I think my other... It's going to be funny when my second pick ends up with more wins than my first pick. But oh. Yeah, and me and my pack has got... Well, they got Detroit this week, which is nice, even though they look kind of frisky, whatever, they just against the 49ers. But 
they look like they've got a few tough games. It looked like maybe they're going to start the season with a poor record because of just how rusty Rogers look. Yeah, fair. Also, Justin um, Fields should be the best quarterback. Yeah, I I understand I they're going to lose anyway. They throw any Dalton to the Wolves. Yeah, but Fields better start this week. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't announced it yet, so I don't they know haven't. if he will be. But... I don't think he will, but oh well. I mean, even the Matt Nagy still sucks. He He's just the does. worst coach, like, man. So bad. And he, he didn't get coach of the year his first year there. I've been mean, death riding him since the first year. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah. But just, man, just he just still sucks. Like, Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. Don't ask him to be anybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was, really, he, was, he was really bad, though. Ugh. He sucks. Oh, the Houston's, like, smoked it. Oh, the Jags, Urban Meyer, he's definitely going to, like, quit before the end of this season. Seven weeks in, he'll be back coaching I against mean, Appalachian State and yeah. St. Vincent, St. Mary's or whatever, no, some of those the, bullshit the, schools. The, US, the USC uh, head coaching job's available now. It'll be oh, well, there you go. Health reasons or family or whatever, he'll quit the Jags and go back there. But, like, he's awful. And so you see some of the shots from the, the Jags bench this week. It was great. Like, Urban Meyer with his headset on and players, like, death staring holes through the back of his head. Like, just biting down there on their, on their mouth guard, you know, a little anger. Fuck him. Anyway, next question. Mm. Rowan Edwards. You've discovered the NRL is in fact scripted and have been hired to write the remaining season. What is the most WWE-inspired finish you can come up with? Yeah. All right. So I'm glad you've asked this, Rowan. So here's what's happened. It's the grand final. It's South Sydney versus Melbourne. Um, Melbourne are winning with five minutes to go as... Um, uh, as... Um, Two of their players. That's who's who's a jerk. Cameron Munster and um, Felice Cafusi have got um, have got um, have got Adam Reynolds up against the 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 uh, the post, and they've they've wrapped his leg around the post. They're about to do some sort of flying shoulder charge and, and break his knee, end his career. Suddenly, Wayne Bennett comes down from the stands to try and stop them. He tries to plead with them. He says, "Cameron, I coached you in State of Origin." And first, at first, Munster's backs off. Then suddenly, super kicks Wayne Bennett. And then Wayne Bennett's on the ground. And you think, oh, no, this go. could get ugly. This could get really ugly. Suddenly, the lights go out. They come back on. In full Undertaker uniform is Cameron Smith standing next to Wayne Bennett. <laughs> at first, Munster thinks, great, Cam Smith's here. He's going to help us fuck this shit up. Suddenly, Smith chokeslams Munster. He chokeslams Kafusi. A couple of other Storm players... Run over. He, he, he choke slams them as well. He helps up his old mentor, his old friend Wayne Bennett, as the crowd cheers, and then yeah. South score a try up the other end and win. I, I, w- I would have liked to have th- seen Cam Smith doing the the fake stone cold, like fake, you know, handshake into the f- two fingers in the face and then stunner. Yep. You know, <laughs> and then at the end, him and Wayne Bennett toast some yeah. beers as we go off air. That's it. Perfect. There you Thank go. You. Uh, Matt Coleman says, when is the NFL post-hype sleepers podcast it's dropping? It's funny. Uh, soon, hopefully. Okay, who's a post-hype sleeper? Uh, what? No, he's just he's just taken the phrase. I know. He's taking his... Yes. <laughs> I was going to give him one for this anyway. Oh, anyway all right. Um, uh, Jared Cook. But before the season started, it was it was Corey Davis for me. It was. Okay. But anyway, next question. Not, not uh, Hunter Henry. Stevens. Not Hunter Henry. Rank... Sam Stevens has ranked the following from one to five, with one being the best and five being the worst. And he's picked out five players' seasons here. I have a pretty clear one anyway. Uh, 2015, Anthony Milford. 2008, Terry Campisi. 2010, Todd Carney. 
2017 Gareth Widdop, 2004 Braithen Astor. Okay. Um, do you want me to do it or you got it? Well, I think you're going to put Milford first, obviously. No, I'm not. Oh, all right. Um, I would have put Carney first by a mile on that list. Yep. It's Carney one. We can okay, agree on good. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Campisi two. Yeah. I don't... 2008 Campisi was insane. Um, I'd go Milford third. Well, well, the thing is, 2015 wasn't Milford's best no, season. 2016 was better, right? Correct. So I only put him third because I don't think the next two seasons are that special either. So, um, well, I don't look. Brayton Astor's 04 was in a salary cap cheating team, and and I'm sure the Storm was still cheating in 2017 as well. So, and that's we'd have put oh, the sorry, we just the Dragons at that point, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, um, he had a pretty good year, but he had like I've, 5, thousand tries this right? But the Dragons still weren't that good. So yeah, yeah. So I'm going Milford third, and I'm going Weed at fourth, and, and Astor fifth because fuck Brayton Astor. <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> like uh, I know that year he had a pretty good year, and I don't remember it vividly enough now, but I know he d- he didn't start it at at five eight. He was he got benched at some point as well. You can't be that great if you got you got benched at one point for running the two or playing six. A very fair point. But uh, but also he he got voted the most overrated player in the game like five years in a row by his peers. It's so many times that they cancelled. They wouldn't. They people now don't answer that question because of him. <laughs> they got sick of bullying Braith and Asta. So never never that he was never that guy for me. Old Braith. He didn't even play. Or- Actually, two thousand four was his one year not playing Origin for like five years in a row. He kind of yeah, right. good that year. Okay. Anyway, uh, next question. Michael Gregson. Bigger one game wonder still dining out on that performance. Al four touchdown passes in one game, Bundy. Or <laughs> Cherry Charlie four tries and debut stains. That's a great comp. Can I answer alternatively? Yes. Dylan, I murdered the South, the Burgess brothers and Napa. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> Dylan Hattrick on debut Farrell. Hey, that's a good one as well. Um, but Charlie Staines might be it because he 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 happened in the hype era, like he was getting Forbes, Ferrari, all those dumb nicknames. This shit about he's going to go play fullback for someone else, all that garbage went insane after like two games of catching and falling. Yeah, I would never deify a catch and fall winger ever. No. <laughs> uh, uh, Shanda asks again, Bungard, if South mm. don't win the comp this year, what will be this painful to deal with? Mm-hmm. Losing in a grand final, or losing a fourth prelim on the trot, and all the other all the various memes such tropes that go with it. Losing grand finals is much worse. I assume I've never lost one, but yeah, losing yeah. grand finals is worse. Yeah, and memes are just whatever they are. Who cares? Oh, I don't care about that. Like it's yeah. fine. Um, but no, losing prelims hurts. Losing grand finals is much worse. I, I think I didn't get over to losing 2015 until we tanked the football club until we had bigger issues until I was angry. We got rid of Wayne and Seabob but for like four years, like three or four years, 2015 just hung with me. I thought about it, random days, all that shit. So yeah. Cause it's like, if, if you lose a, a prelim because of like the Ben Hunt thing, I'm sorry to bring it up. But it's like, mm-hmm. you, you, it's like that really sucked, but like, Ashton Sims, 2008 kind of thing. like, cause like the Ravens lost the, AFC Championship game, right? The the kicker missed a really easy kick, like on the siren against the Patriots, and it's like, mm. yeah, that stunk. But they still had to go back the next week and win the Super Bowl, right? Whereas you were literally like, we were eight seconds from winning the grand final, and then they scored mm-hmm. a try, and that's much worse to me. So yeah, and I hadn't lost one before then, obviously either. I lost a lot of prelims and uh, NFC Championship games in the NFL, but I'd rather lose a championship game than lose the Super Bowl. It was like. Last year, I was like, well, we weren't going to beat the Chiefs anyway. So it's like, 
I know it sucks at you know the Bucks beat us down and whatever, but I had zero faith in us beating the Chiefs. Well, that's the thing. If we somehow lose to Manly or the Roosters and then the storm in the grand final by 60, I'll be like, ah, we would have lost anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 2017. I was like, I don't I, I don't want to make the grand final that year. Like we were like, we was it the, anyway, um, like, Yeah, like last year though, like Souths didn't Souths get two guys suspended in in that Penrith game and Corey Allen got injured? Yeah. So it was like they would have gone into that game against Melbourne with like a third or fourth choice fullback and like a very makeshift forward pack and they would have got tailed up. So who really cares? Yeah. As I said before, the, the only prelim that really hurt me was the Raiders one because I thought they should have won and they would have beaten the Roosters the following week. That's it. Oh, so the, the ones that hurt me are like the 2008 Ashton Sims one because I thought we were going to win the comp that year to, you know, with the Wayne, Wayne business as well. And Wayne, again, it was game over and he dropped a hit up. You know, <laughs> like just hold the ball two hands, he won. And then the it wasn't, it was Lockie was gone. He wasn't probably going to play the grand final anyway, but 2011 also hurts. Mm. But nothing compares to 2015, obviously. No, nor should it. So, like, yeah, um, I'd, I'd rather we don't lose Shunter, but uh, if we do lose, I'd rather it be next week than the week after. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Coleman asks, are you guys happy with how the game is currently being refed, i.e. more tr- penalties and less six agains, and happy for it to stay that way? Or do you still think the rules should be changed back? To the same as 2019. Um, the bullshit six agains have still been creeping in the last couple of weeks. I noticed it's still lot garbage in the storm game. Fossey actually mentioned it on the commentary. It's like, oh, there's yeah. a tackle one six again. It was like, I think Souths gave one away off a Penrith scrum as well. Like, it's just bullshit. It's like, get it out of here. So, yeah, like, it was it. better, but I still rather they just don't have them at all. Yeah, because it's, I really, in the guessing game, mate, you don't know which one you're getting. You know, you're like, oh, they're offside. Oh, we got a six again. It's like, you know, then later on it's a penalty. But I hate, like, those ones you're still saying, they're still there and teams will still push the line speed and take the piss because there's no punishment. They'll still do that. Um, the other thing I miss, and I, I was I was pro to referees anyway, but I actually miss two referees because I think that's a lot to do with the drop and standard refereeing as well. Like, we keep seeing things get missed, you know, and the bunker doing more and more intervention, which for some reason we don't seem to bitch that much about the bunker on-field intervention that like we do the rest of the decisions. But, like, that's because there's one ref. Lots of shit gets missed. Yeah. Um, I agree. But flow and things of that nature and all oh, the other God, things. It's, with it's the so buffers. great that there's no more wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The wrestle is dead. Even though we had uh, this what this weekend Storm Mandy game were the slowest play the balls in like three years. <laughs> but the, the wrestle's dead, mate. And like by some significant distance. Uh, anyway, over onto uh, Discord. That's all the ones on Patreon. Probably mm-hmm. asked it too late. That's my bad. Uh, on Discord, we have Jez Plus asks us, what's the worst breakup your team just other teams have had? So I guess it's a player. Yeah. A uh, Luke Keery. Yeah, it was bad. That was a, a very publicly bad breakup too for you guys. Uh who, who's who's for us? I mean, Wally well, Lewis. Wayne Bennett, a, obviously. I mean, I'm trying to think player-wise. Um, like, Wally Lewis the proxy. first time. Uh, I think Petro was really bad because um, we, we did it for Joel Clinton. The fans wanted to keep him. And it was on this old mantra of, like, oh, you just don't pay props or whatever. But so we paid Petro forever. Had lied to him that the payday was coming. And then he, went, and then he was like, okay, guys, it's payday time. And we're like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> And then we brought him back, but that initial breakup was terrible. Uh, I think we've lost a lot of good players, but I wouldn't have any messy breakups. Oh, Carmichael Hunt, yeah, like 
that was bad. Uh, but yeah, Wayne Bennett's twice are both the, our club's worst ones. Any other other team ones you can think of, Jez? Uh, oh, sorry for for us or for he said other teams. He says, oh, okay. Well, another one for us is Chris Walker. But um, Ugh. Yeah. oh, you guys also had um, what's his name, Terry Hill. Yeah, does that even count? He was barely there. Adam McDougall, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Maddie Johns at the Knights. Didn't that go quite poorly? Mm. It uh, did. It did. Um, so, I mean, um, Mitch Moses and the Tigers. I was going to say Ryan Madison and several clubs. Um, yeah. <laughs> Josh Alloway and the Tigers. Lots of Tigers. Back Aaron right Woods up. and the Tigers. Robbie Farron yeah. and the Tigers. Robbie Farron and Souths. Um, Benji well, Marshall well, we and the him. Tigers. <laughs> Well, patron of the podcast, a good friend of the show, uh, he's a V8 Tiger on on, uh, on Twitter, but he does the Westlife podcast. And he had a um a sponsor or a prominent so somebody to deal with uh, the Tigers business. I haven't listened to it yet, but he put some of the quotes in our Discord. And one of the quotes that the guy said on his podcast that came from Pasco was, "Don't worry about Tedesco leaving. We can get Michael Gordon for less than half the price." So uh, that's a bad breakup. <laughs> yep, I feel. Michael Gordon for less than half the price of Tedesco. There's a reason. That is so that. stupid. Uh, oh, Jennings and the Panthers and Luke Lewis and the Panthers. Yep. And Craig, Craig Gower and the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Mitchell Pierce and the Roosters. Yes. That was a weird, again, that was the weirdest time because like so many Roosters fans stood up for it. And, they, like, and a lot of them pushed on through the whole year. And then the moment he won the grand final, they're like, oh, that, fuck Mitchell Pierce. That guy's dead to me now anyway. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, there's got to be, we've named quite a few, but there's got to be, oh, um, Todd Carney and the Raiders, Josh Dugan yeah, and the Raiders. Dugan and the Raiders, Ferguson Blake and the Raiders. Ferguson and the Raiders. They seem to go Blake a little Ferguson waves, and the Sharks as well. Yeah. Um, people go getting premierships. Yeah, I want to go win premierships. Going to sign with Canberra. Good one. He did win a premiership yeah. though, so joke's on us. Uh, wait, did he win? Was he there in 20? He was there in 20. The Roosters, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was there for at least one of 13 and 18, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was there for eighteen. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, we've oh, named a lot. Like, we've they named they a go lot. in waves. Hey, like a club will go through like three or four dickheads. Mm. Then they'll go. Yeah, the Broncos Darius Boyd one, as you said, was also bad. Like, and the, then he's and he doing his back his birth gender reveal thing. Oh my! Oh god. my god, that was awful. <laughs> and how it went like the whole season, leaking things to Pete Bedell, calling like Anthony. It's like Anthony Seabold diss tracks. He was leaking and acting like it wasn't him. Yeah. Like, everybody knows it's you, Darius. <laughs> everybody knows it's you. And then his missus is like an Instagram going, "Oh, why is everyone after me, husband?" That's a da- that's a bad one. Oh, um, good fun. Yeah, uh, there's just so many. Oh, there's just so for, many. in American sports for me, Brett Favre and the Packers is like that's. Like in my my youth, it, that was the first time I really experienced that, like just unbridled hatred for somebody I'd previously loved. You know? Yeah, like that flip. Like I fucking hated Brett Favre for two or three years there. And these days, I'm I'm pretty good at seeing like when players move on. Like I don't hate like Dave Fafita and stuff, for example. I'm pretty good at seeing through that. But at that point, when you're a kid and whatever, and you like you think that person is the team, they love the team like you do, all that kind of shit. Far fucking the Packers around after like after years of fucking the Packers around, and then like just going to the Vikings on purpose to fuck with us, and then fuck and then throwing five touchdowns his first time back in Lambeau, 
and taking him to the NSV Championship game. I fucking hated Brett Favre for like two years yeah, there. Yeah. But then by retirement, I was cool because he was throwing a million picks again. <laughs> okay, man. And Le- like LeBron. I was a LeBron hater for a while there too, mate. Like the, the whole Comic Sans incident and the Cleveland stuff. And I, understood- I mean, yeah, that's like, that's the worst. Bre- that's probably the worst breakup, right? It is. Well, I understood why. I understood why I wanted to go. I was old enough at that point to get that. I understood that because we didn't build a team for him. All that shit. We were doing nothing. We kept fucking everything up. But like just the way it was handled, the, the decision, the, the when he went, once he went to Miami, like you found out they planned it like five years. They planned it four years earlier. They planned that. And it's like, fuck, we were just hanging around for four years, were we? They planned it four years earlier. They go to Miami together. They start talking about all the rings they're going to win. I fucking hated him for like, uh, Maybe two, three years, and then I went to like the appreciate greatness side. I don't have that. many in other sports, but Harry Kuehl is one that stands out. Why is that? Well, he left Leeds in very bad circumstances. Basically, yeah. both him and his agent fucked the club around a lot. Um, uh, I, I don't want to go too much into it, but there was um, there was some um, a lot of bullshit demands and and a lack of sort of concession were made at a time when um leads had no money and they were selling play basically he made sure they sold him i can't remember exactly but he made sure they sold kill to liverpool even though it was less money than other clubs were offering because he wanted him to go to liverpool or something and so that was bad enough and then uh later on in his career kill signed for galatasaray um who are the club that leads hate the most of any club in the world because two fans were murdered in turkey uh before Galatasaray Leeds game. Um, yeah. An incident which Turkish authorities and that club never took responsibility for. Um, so, yeah, fuck Harry Kuehl, well, he, I remember, like, he had that, like, he was one of the last good players you'd kept, hey. Yeah. Like, Harry Kuehl was at Leeds and needed the money for him. And I do remember that, because obviously I'm a Liverpool fan and then he joined. And I remember it being, like, just a weird way. It was just so public before it happened. Like, I remember he, I can't remember what he did, but I remember him just like ripping into leads before he went to Liverpool. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you haven't moved yet. And he was like publicly just shitting on you guys. Hey, after spending, yeah. and it wasn't like he'd spent like three or four years there. He was at Leeds for like a good decade, wasn't he? Yeah, he came through the youth like, system. Um, like, he was there for like forever. Yeah, he was there from uh, 1990. He, he came through the youth system at like 15, I think, and he was there till he was 26 or something. Yeah. Um, there you go. And yeah, and then you had like him, and it's quite funny because like I don't know if you're a fan, a fan of Leeds because of him yeah, and Edmonton. of course, yeah. No, yeah, him I'm and guessing, Baduka, but... Baduka. Sorry, what I was saying, yeah, Baduka. What I was saying, um, Edmonton. Yeah, no, that's why I'm a Leeds yeah. fan, and, yeah. and I still love Mark Baduka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, it's quite funny because I was at that age when when I was picking a team. I don't know why, I, like, I, FIFA is why I picked Liverpool, but I don't know why they became because it wasn't like they were the best team in England at that time either. When I was like ten, like ten or so, but yeah, it was Leeds or Liverpool. I don't know why I picked Liverpool. I remember like when Kiel went to Liverpool. That solidified that I was a Liverpool fan from then. You know, I was like twelve when that happened. It's like, yep, yeah, that's Liverpool from here. Yep, that's that's my team. Yeah, Viduka stayed till the end. Kiel left the season before, and we didn't get yeah. very much money for him. Um, yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. Kiel well, Bulldogs breakouts cool. way better. Hey, it's just different. Oh, so bad. Like yeah. did it, yeah. Did it, they, they they hit different. They do. <laughs> they do. They really do. Uh, well, then um, all right. Yeah, the Brom one hurt me a lot too, though, because I like I know I'm talking too much. Fans like this shit anyway, but I ended up being a Cavaliers fan because of the Brom. Like, yeah, of course. 
it's but how it happened is like at, at high school and I'd been before that I, I'd watched NBA and I was watching at that time and I was trying to pick a team but I'd been tossing up like I liked the the, the Raptors because they're sick jerseys in the 90s I liked the Magic because of Horace Grant's goggles before that time and those are the two teams I kept tossing up for a few years and then the year LeBron was a rookie I had and it's before, it was like he was getting drafted that year but I had a a, um, a a Chinese exchange student, Kim, a student, sorry, kid, uh, Feng Shen, who moved to he moved to Australia and he was like he moved here. Sorry, his parents were living in China still, and he got sent here and he was living in an apartment in Chatswood on his own. Yeah, like at like thirteen, whatever it was. Oh, all he right. moved to Australia, like insane. Like you, you know what? My parents would do that outside of like China sending him for successing. Anyway, he came to Australia and he got given the locker next to me. I don't know why, but like, oh no, sorry. I was on the end of the locker room. And he was one behind me. Alphabetically, they all set, but he just spent forever telling me like how good LeBron was and tell, and he was, I can't remember who was, who he went for, but he kept telling me like, whoever LeBron gets drafted to, you should support them. So that's it. I became a LeBron fan because of the propaganda I was getting from a young Chinese fellow called Feng. Do you keep and in touch then, yeah, with Feng? No, but uh, oh. he would. He was just from years. Like, we weren't. We weren't friends at school. We weren't. We weren't. And like we were acquaintances. So he would always. We'd always. Anyway, every time I saw him at school, he'd say, "Oh, the Cavs, man." You know. That, yeah, that's what he'd say. But, Smart um, guy. That's it. But yeah, I got on. Got on the bronze. So when he did the decision thing, it's like, like you fucking killed me, man. Like I only support this team because of you. Yeah. But obviously, he killed the entire fucking city way worse oh. than he, he did me. But. It's all forgiven. He came back anyway. Shout out to Feng. Shout out to Feng. Yeah. If you're listening to a rugby league podcast, (laughs) maybe your tastes have changed, mate. I don't know. Okay. Next question. Uh, God damn it. I lost six. I clicked. I got it. Do the dragons from Harvey, do the dragons think the NRL has a draft and that they need to tank for better picks? (laughs) Yeah, I lost because I changed to the Tigers chat to get that quote. But uh, yeah, the Dragons don't know what's doing there. I, I, that stuff about Corey Norman, like Griffin wanted to keep him, and the, and the Griffin like the world's greatest referencing after reference for him after he got punted essentially. Like, not great. Mm. <sighs> um, Amanda Flower Rice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says now it's officially. Now that it's official, the grand final will be at Suncorp. List all your favorite Shepherd songs. Uh, the one where they say Geronimo over and over again. I don't know what you want from me. I don't, does I, do I know this band? Yeah, you know that song I just mentioned. Geronimo. Let me let me listen to what we're on here. That's a great thing to do, but I'll make sure do I know Do not it. do that. You definitely have. They've played the same like one song. At every oh, time. yeah, I know that song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that, yeah, yeah. I got it. Those, yeah, um, I wouldn't. I don't know another song of theirs. I didn't even know oh, that I was don't their either. song. Sort of thing. Oh, I sound like an old man right now. Who was who was the shepherd? <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's the only song I know. So that's my favorite as well. Yeah, I think the yeah yeah I don't know anything else about them. Uh, Maddie P says now Brisbane has the Olympics, the grand final, and Magic Round. What is the point of Sydney? I don't know, mate. Uh. Yeah, look, I'm starting to feel the same. <laughs> like, I do. I am happy for the Queensland people like getting the grand final. It was good to see lots of guys on our Discord jumping in to get tickets and see one like, who's, yeah, even if your teams are in it, 
there's something about grand finals that, uh, you know, unless you go to one, I don't, you know, if you, if you get it, you know, you really feel that the stakes are higher, even though your team's not playing. Yeah. Uh, Justin asks, in our duo, which of us is the James Bracey of the podcast? Is that a Bracey and Phil Gould? I mean, this I mean is, how is this even a question? Nigel Smith will answer it for us. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, <laughs> well, I mean, this is obvious. I know the answer to this question. Too. Yeah. You're obviously the Gus Gould. Yes. And? <laughs> oh, well, ex- uh, next question. V8 Tiger. My favorite thing about the NFL is red zone. Yep. Obviously, it wouldn't work with the NRL, and it's better having games now, not overlapping what they used to. But would you watch a rugby league-style red zone if it was Finnish Wales Cup and Queensland Cup? It could be on Saturdays in the 12 and 2 p.m. slot or something so they aren't on when NRL is on. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, and it's... It's not really out of the realms of possibility because they do stream all those games. Like, and they're not being shown, but I know they get streamed to a central area, so that that is that's already set up. So it does feel like they should they could be able to do it. But the whole broadcast rights garbage or whatever. But it does feel like that'd be a good idea for a live program. Like maybe if Queensland as well as get their own rights in a couple of years, do like a live stream thing. And yeah, it could just be like Red Zone. We switch around and. Again, when you're watching Red Zone, it's I know they do a very good job of staying live, but often they're crossing the things that happened four minutes ago and telling you it's live. It wouldn't be that it'd be even easier to get away with that in the Queensland Wales Cup stuff because like people aren't following the live scores as much. They're not getting yeah, not getting notifications on fantasy and similar. That's fair. Excuse me. I think it's a good idea, actually. Like Yeah, I'd watch that for sure. Yeah, because that's also like a dead time slot. Like, half the time I spend that time slot waiting for the footy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe says, Is it possible for a man to live up the unrealistic standard set by Christian Welch? Uh, no, you also missed a question. No, it's not a question, it's a comment. What? No, it's not. My bad on the question last week. Read the next I, part. I meant what was the most famous film you've never seen? Yeah, so the question is, What's the most okay. famous film you've never seen? I prepared an answer. That's why I wanted you to go back to okay, it. Okay. Okay. What's the answer? Well, so I pulled up both the IMDb top 250 by rating and then also the list of highest grossing films. So I figured okay. one or the other. Right. So of the top movies, the highest rated one that I haven't seen is Schindler's List. Well, you haven't seen it? No. Don't bother. You miss you nothing. Oh. I mean, do you want to pull up the IMDb? <laughs> I'm sure you've seen all of them, but maybe you should pull well, that up while... Uh, and well, I, don't, I don't... Yeah. Of the, you, hi- of the highest grossing movies, I haven't seen Jurassic World. That's the sixth highest grossing film of all time. There you go. I I've, also like ne- I- I've also never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. Well, that, okay, that's quite famous to not see any of those. Like, I feel like if I rewatch Schindler's List now, I'd, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. But I watched it at that. I was like 18 or so when I first watched it's it. It's not an age to watch films like that. And even at that age, like I like myself was, uh, was a bit of a, a film, a movie buff, right? And I spent a lot of my uni years, like I pretty much went through this top 250 list. In yeah, I, I figured years, you might've been so, one of those people. Yeah. Like I, I once did a thing. I did a challenge short 365 movies in 365 days and beat Shout out, get around films. Yeah. So I did, I did that and beat that challenge. So I, I went through a lot of garbage and I tell you what, once you start watching that many movies, you actually don't want to watch good movies all the time. You know, it's too much to watch a good movie every day. You actually do want to watch some garbage filler. So I even watched some bad movies in that time. But I'm going down this top 250 and I'm, what am I? I'm like 80 down. I haven't hit one yet. Wish I hadn't seen Interstellar. 
Yeah, that'd be a good one giveaway. So you've seen, you've seen Seppuku, the 29th highest rated Se- film of all time? Seppuku. Yeah, you've seen that? Yes. Okay. It's, it's uh, referencing... Um, it's you've referencing, seen, you've, um, seen French, you've seen French movie The Intouchables? The Intouchables. You've, haven't you seen The Intouchables? No. No, it, I've, I've watched that recently with Anna, actually. Okay. So, um, The Intouchables is... Oh, well, whatever. I thought you would have watched that. No. Maybe I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about it. It's just, no, it's, it's a foreign film. Uh, actually, so there we maybe... go. I haven't seen this one. Actually, I I missed that. It's an Indian movie. Though. I don't think they count. I uh, don't think that counts. No, so it doesn't count. But I'm scrolling down the next page here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm ignoring the Indian ones, like Bollywood movies. I know they're in the rating, but no, that's not the question he's asking. Most famous movies. So yeah, fair. No, like. Because like, like again, I went through this list. This is still like a decade ago. But You've not seen a lot of new the nineteen forty Charlie Chaplin film, The Great Dictator. Actually, I have not seen that. There that was go. number eighty on the list. So there you go. Well, where am I looking right now? I'm at number seventy-eight. Oh, <laughs> Paths of Glory from nineteen fifty-seven. You've seen that? No, I have not seen that. There we okay, go. Okay, well, there you go. So we hit hit the middle. I have seen Witness to the Prosecution. Oh, you have seen. It. There you go. And I have right. seen Doctor Strange Love, and I have seen. Home oh, Lobe. Doctor Strange Love's sick. I love that. It movie. has. We will like. We've also done in the pandemic times. Like Anna likes classic movies. Watch a lot of those. But so yeah, I have seen a lot, a lot of them. But there, you go. I haven't seen Paths of Glory, and it doesn't look like one I have any interest in either. Mm. I mean, it is a Kubrick, so I probably should have seen it. Yeah. Strange I feel like a great movie. So I did once try and watch all of the Kubricks, and again, that was too intense in that period. It was like I can't watch these every day. But I did. I've have like had have seen every Scorsese film I could get my hands on. Yeah, fair. So that I did that watch through, which is a you know, which is a not as easy as it sounds because they're all so fucking long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to think of more famous one I haven't seen recently, but no, nah, like I. Like I make a point of seeing pretty much every big movie, but I'm just I'm certainly not as in like I used to stay up on movie news and stay really in tune and, and, and track new upcoming releases and stuff. And coronavirus has totally broken that for me, which sucks. It's totally broken me tracking the industry. Yeah. Like here we go. I watched um The Guilty last night though. That's a new one with Jake Gyllenhaal on uh it was on it's on Netflix and it's like one of those movies where He's a nine. He's a nine one one operator. So it's pretty much you just see him in front of a computer for an hour and a half. Oh, that's fun, but it's not bad. Uh, it's not bad, and it uh, kind of sh- like I don't think people might get the message initially, but it kind of sh- it's again showing that cops are kind of fuckwits. I mean, that's not a shock, but uh, no more. Yeah, just his initial response to things is generally assumptions, anger, etc. But anyway, next question. Uh. Joe, is it possible for a man to live up? We said that one. Thorson, how fucking good are disrespectful two-point field goals in final finals footy? Pretty good. They're fantastic. I mean, you know, like that's the one dumb. I've come. It's a dumb change. I actually like it because it's stupid. The two-point field goal. I've come. Ah, oh, they're fine. It. They're all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like the really bad attempts at them as well. When guys just hit one for like twenty meters. <laughs> uh, Brenton Sloan, which iconic. Tourist attraction will people the Gold Coast burn down first after the finals loss. The Wax Museum or Ripley's, believe it or not. <laughs> Don't know. Well, the, can you can you burn the Wax Museum down? It's more of a, a melt. Yeah, I guess so. Jez Plus, the NRL announces you can poach players from a team you beat in the finals to use in the rest of the final series. Which who is poaching? From their defeated opposition to take into week two, week three. 
Okay. So who have you how many players though? You said there's no limit? Um all right, Souths are taking Kalen Ponger. No, no, you, you no, who'd you beat? You had to oh, you have to beat them. Sorry, I thought it was just yeah. the teams that are knocked out. He uh, said poach players, he didn't give us a cap. All right. Who did we beat? Penrith. Oh, they don't have a fullback either. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we still take Crichton. I guess, yeah, probably. Um, we don't really like Cleary's better than Reynolds, but like not better enough that it's worth I'd, doing. I'd um, take Burton and stick Gaga on the wing. Yep, yeah, that works. Or um, yeah, that's it, probably. Probably Burton if we had to take one. Yeah, if you take Fish- one. Fisher, Fisher Harris, Harris surely. Fisher Harris, maybe. Oh, I don't know, man. Mark Nichols outplayed him, so <laughs> making some good points. Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, no. Burton is wrong. Brian Toto. Oh right. yeah, of course. That's the answer. We're yeah. both idiots. We're both yep, dumb yep, boys. Yep, he comes yep, in yep. for Paulo, and you win the competition. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah pretty um, much. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne, do they? T- uh, they take. Uh, who he, did Melbourne take? Tommy Turbo. They take Tommy right. They just have yeah. to. <laughs> what it's a mistake like that would be. They're playing def- defense, though, right? It's like, well, I'll knock out Manly, and then we're going to win the comp with Tommy. Yep, pretty much. Um, who do the Chooks take for feeder, don't they? Yeah. And probably just another forward, just because. Who's Jared Watson pretty good, actually, to be honest. He had he played pretty well. Takiyaho's out. Oh, uh, they probably take Tino over Wallace, actually. But yeah, uh, the Eels. Do they just take Kalen and figure it out? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I look at they Daniel Saifidi. I was gonna say that they probably take a Saifidi as well. So, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Bradman maybe. But Penasini was quite good. Yeah, but they they really again they need yeah. an edge and Newcastle's edges aren't great either. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. But okay, so this week, so who would who would you take if you're Penrith and you beat Para? Who do you take? I don't know. Who would they? Papali? They don't really. Uh, if you're Penrith and you win, did you say? Yeah. Who do you take? Um, uh, what's it? They're, they're pretty complete. Right? Yeah, I know. Like, it's not like, many upgrades coming for them. I guess yeah. Junior Paulo. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, whatever. Like, I see, guess so. see you later, Liam Martin. I don't know. Yeah. Like, see you, Scott Sorensen. That's it. Like, there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, I guess Papali is a better edge than yeah. Sorensen or Capewell. So, I don't know. And then if this week, so if the and if oh, Parramatta, reverse, if, obviously if Parramatta, Parramatta win, won. they take Jerome Luai for Brown, or they take they take Kickow. I, I mean, think, and, and they could take they could take a few. They could take they give, over they give start, kick, they, they give Kickow um, Sean Lane's spot, and they ha- they just keep going with back rowers. <laughs> no, yeah. they take Coruscant. Obviously, they take oh, fuck, of course they do. Jesus, yeah, yeah obviously. we're both dumb boys. We we'll get there though. Okay, now the reverse one, Manly and the Roosters. I think the Roosters like anyone fit. Yep, <laughs> as long as you got a pulse, <laughs> you got a pulse. You're in. They uh, probably. I don't know who they like. It's it's it is quite funny that like the only player that's like a slam dunk pick is Tommy, and they don't need him. <laughs> like, yeah, like, do they just put him at actually? Center? They put like, him at center. They hundred percent put yeah, him at center. They take um, him, put him at center. I think that's what they do. Oh well. Yeah. I like questions like that though. And and manly take manly take Tedesco and put Tommy at center, I guess. <laughs> I don't think who do they take back? Like they wouldn't really change their one oh, through the, seven. Victor Radley. Yeah. Victor the inflictor, huh? Well, like and again, like like Veryl's are suspended, so they like Lock and Croker upgrade. <laughs> yeah, to Ben Marsh. Great. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Next question. Rough Bell, you have to take one Gronk back robber such winger in a tux combo. 
Sua and AJ or kick Alan Staines? I'm actually insulted that this question was asked. I mean, don't. It's 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 it's. I have Alex, I have no Sewer interest in Staines. I have no interest in Charlie Staines, and the, and Kickout's a better player than Sewer, but whatever. I have such little interest in Charlie Staines. Yeah, come on. No. I, I'm I'm furious that this was even a question. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I've rewatched some of the Staines runs. He really th- he thinks he's really fucking good. It's embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> like a couple of times that he got the ball and, and he just skipped on the spot and tried to like didn't go anywhere. He skipped and like ran. To the outside a little. It's like, mate, who do, do you think your tool is check? Like you stepped about half a meter and barely gassed, but you thought you were gonna stand someone up in your own half. Whatever. Um Jez Plus. NRL announces you can poach. No, I've done that one. God damn it. I'm you're doing great. I am. I'm struggling. Are the knights the real knights winners the on real... the sound of signing yeah. big game Dane Gagai from Harvey? No. Well, he's a good not. player. He's a good player. Uh, good signing for them too, but I, I still think um, some of, he's he's at danger of being left holding the bag with, with gay guy. Uh, next question from regularly wrong question for Bungard: Will you and Nan be on speaking terms in grand final week? Yeah, they're the only they're the only team I could handle losing a grand final to for that reason. For Nan, yeah. Premiers have a family, mate. We've been through this. Sorry, no. I said like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be cheering for them, but like it would be a skerrick of consolation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Harvey, why does Jake Clifford, the larger half, simply not eat <laughs> Mitchell Pierce? That's a good question. I don't great know. Question. Yep. Okay. This is great. The way he's asked it. Instead of just saying you're cheating the cap, Mario Hussein is you're assembling a 2007 2009 Storm style team. <laughs> Which five players do you prioritize and what do you offer them with hidden contracts to attract them? Um <laughs> I'm just proud of him finding more ways to take stabs at the storm. That's great. They do cheat. Are we taking players from that era or just players from now? Now we can, we're assembling one now, I guess. Are we just is this just basically who are the best five players in the NRL that don't currently play for your team? Uh, I guess that you can. Um, you well, can I, just I cheat for like we would take. Well, Adam Reynolds is leaving, so we would give secret contracts. Well, no, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give. Uh, they're all going to play gangsters in Russell Crowe's next film, and each get paid two million dollars for their four seconds of screen time. That's how we're. That's how we're getting them in. Um, <sighs> so we're signing Nathan Cleary, Payne Haas. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Nathan Cleary, Payne Haas. We're signing. We're signing. Yeah, we. Uh, who want it fullback? Tommy's a bit injury prone. Uh, nah, you're signing Tommy and moving Troll back to center. You're signing. Um, you're signing probably signing Harry Grant because Damien Cook's thirty-one now and. Um, probably some edge player. Who's the best? It's not currently Jaden Sewer. Tough one. Um, uh, and fuck, what edge player would they sign if they could sign anyone? I guess they'd just bring Crichton back, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah potentially. Right. Let's, that's my five. So I'll do a bit differently because the, the, the genius of the storm doing it is that like they weren't all always, they weren't all lauded when they went there. 
or they just they slowly picked away with their cheating. You know, they did. You know, they back it. Like who'd they bring back from overseas? I forget. Ryan Hoffman. You know, they always and they had that like mid season. Was it Clinton Newton? Not Clinton Newton. Dallas Johnson. They did the sneaky thing that when they got him in there, like halfway through a season, you know. So, um, but for me, like obviously you splash on one or two. So you go and splash like Harry Grant is one you would just you know that's one we need bad. But you can't do Harry and Tommy and not send shockwaves and what and people go where the fuck has this come from, you know. So you can't. You're not. You're, we're not doing Harry and Tommy. It's unfortunate for us, but we get Harry and obviously. And then you go around and pick in the fringes of other good players. That, you know, you, you you go and you think who's gonna who's gonna you know take off from here. Maybe we go get like Jack Howard from from the Storm, who hasn't played first grade yet, but has like really big raps on him. We go poach him. You know, maybe we get Sam Walker back and say like, oh, you know, coming home deal, five hundred k or whatever a year we lie about. Um, offer his dad's a job as part of the deal. Two dads, I don't want his uncle, but offer his dad's a job. And who's the other two players we'd, we'd bring we'd bring in? Uh, like, I'm trying to think the fullback we could get away with and not feel that like we che- you know raise too many alarm bells. I don't know. Like I'd, I'd love, like I'd say Jaden Campbell, but he's proven he's been too good already. Yeah, weeks. true. So oh, well, you'd, bring yeah, for, you'd bring Dave. You'd bring Dave home because you could sell it as a homecoming. Yeah, or they and the Titans are paying half of it anyway. Exactly. Even if they're go. not there, yeah, that's a good one. We sneak him in. The Titans are paying half of it. And okay, who who's an old player who's still good? Like, and you can say he came for the minimum. Oh, who's um, who's like a thirty-two, three-year-old? You player, could give like, Cody Walker a lot of money. You could. Maybe you feel like. I'm trying to think someone who'd like, like, we don't need a Hargreaves now. Well, we could use one, but you know, afford like that. You're like, yeah, we're bringing Hargreaves up, mate. We're paying him the minimum. He wants to, he wants to be a forward leader and retire in Brisbane. But by minimum, we mean we bought him a house in Red Hill. Yeah. And he's getting 100K on the cap. You know, it's, that's what you'd sample something sneaky like that. Oh, uh, sorry. Before you yeah. go on, I, I, it's just, this story has just gone live as we've been recording. We need to talk about it. Um, the Panthers admit they got stuck on targeting Blake Taff in their loss to the Rabbitohs after being sucked in by Wayne Bennett's bind games last week. The 22-year-old was named by Bennett, blah, blah, blah. Um, Jerome Lewis said the shock naming of Taff during the week had the Panthers splitting their time between preparing for the young gun at fullback and readying for either Alex Johnson or Cody Walker to be moved there later in the week. Oh, good. Are they stupid? Yes. The shock naming, <laughs> and it was well, oh, there. See, that's what we talked about earlier. That how the coach, the coach losing that battle. That's a great example of it. Is it like what do you like? I can't get my head around. They're like, oh my god, they've named Blake Taft back there, the guy who played fullback the week before against the Dragons, and the guy who played fullback in like what, like round seventeen, round eighteen. Yeah. Oh my God. They've named it fullback. What are this we going to do? So, this is a really funny story. Shout out uh, guest host, Sarah Sharks fan who wrote this one, but yeah, hilarious. Oh my fucking God. I mean, they're not, obviously they're not going to move Cody Walker. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my why God. Would you, why would you admit this? <laughs> I can't, I, it's, it's like, it feels like that's a rugby league Batuta thing that would happen. You it just does, doesn't me. it? I thought this wasn't real. And then I realized that it was from this in New Orleans. Thrown like, off. 
by naming of young gun full by Blake Taft. And they're like sitting there stressing like, oh my God, is it going to be Taft or Johnson? Like it should mean fucking anything to Penrith. Who's at fullback like that? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, that makes a lot of sense while they kept putting shit kicks towards him too. Just like there were some times there that was just like, you know, Cleary has a really good kicking game. And it didn't feel like it was his best in that game because he keeps putting kicks down the middle of the field. It does kind of feel like they were too focused and just trying to pressure Taff. But that's so bad. I don't know why you'd admit that. The shock name. Like, even if it's true, don't say it. Are they, are they, are they going to like crumble this week if they name, if Ryan Madison starts with Sean Lane and they're going to come into next week and go, look, we fucking, we, yeah. prepared, we didn't know who to prepare for a week. It was Lane. Or it was Madison or it was Papaliti and it threw us off. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's like the, you know, like the, that's the wet dream. You know, those coaches, like Dez used to do this all the time. Remember when Dez brought back oh, he named those 24? No one was fooled by his team list ever. <laughs> yes, but this is his wet dream. Yeah. Like some, a coach, the team admitting this. He's like, that's why I kept doing it. Like, remember that time when Anthony Griffin for like six weeks in a row Kept naming Peachy in the center. Yes. Well, like when Des, yes, who who did Des name in like Jersey twenty three every week, and they just played. Was it Kieran Foran? I can't remember. Okay, maybe yeah. But um, like, like Des is almost the reason why the twenty one system came in. He probably <laughs> like, is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, and I, I just love like that's it. There's only so many options you can play back there, and it's throwing them off. That's exactly what we were talking about earlier. How like yeah, oh, I can't believe how big brain you have to be to do that. So funny, it is like I'm trying to think who dares kept naming the 23 because you have you it's not, fancy, yeah. Though. Who is it's was it was it Brett Stewart when he was coming back from an injury? I don't know. He also didn't he do a lot was of it Steve Matai got him too. Maybe oh, Steve Matai, yeah. He did that with um, he knew a bit at the, at the Bulldogs too, didn't he? When he first got him, no, he didn't. It was in his first game he played in 21, but yeah, remember he had Brett Morris like jersey 24 or something as well. So Whatever. That's so good. That is the why would you say it? They're not used to losing Bungard. That like that's so good. It's it this is you know the, the forgotten how to lose meme. <laughs> Penrith have forgotten how to fucking lose. Shut up. That's that's broken me. Um okay. Uh Friday beers. If you had a choice, the choice between $500,000 or dinner with Phil Gould, where he told you he knew everything he knew about rugby league, what would you choose? Is there a, like a joke we're missing here? Yeah, I'm not missing it. Uh, so this oh. is the, it's the Jay-Z dinner. Have you not heard about this? A dinner for Jay-Z. Oh, like, no. Yeah. It's like $500,000 or dinner with Jay-Z thing because, oh. the, because the assumption is, is at certain dinner that Jay-Z is going to teach you how to become a billionaire. Oh, but, this. Right. Okay. Yes, remember that, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's one some... of those things, though. Like, you know, you could run the career sim on Jay-Z's life a million times and you can't guarantee it comes out like it did every time. Yes. You, um, yeah, I remember this now. Um, But look, I will say, though, like, uh, I had to talk to Phil Gould today for a story that I'm working on tomorrow about the 2013 finals game between Manly and the Roosters, the, the four nil game, not the grand final. Um, and it was great when you just talk about footy with the guy, it's awesome when it's not about referees or any of that sort of stuff. It's yeah. actually very rewarding. Of course it is. I would still take $500,000 yeah. 
over yes. a dinner with him to talk about footy, but it over was the things ex- I don't know about the game. Oh, but, you know? oh, but it was actually really, really good. So yeah, but that thing, the whole thing was so funny because so many people were big braining it and saying you're actually better off. I did see off. this. Some guy was like, oh, "I wouldn't take the money because I." Hates him was saying that. God, like, and then it took like Jay, like Jay Z would be embarrassed by this, and he ended up going on like his title account, you know that that um music fucking streaming service he has, and ended up saying take the money. Like he tweeted that, but it's like, yeah, because that's ridiculous to think you go into this dinner and come out like you have dinner with him for one night and you go home and you make a billion dollars. Yeah. That's just how it happens. You know, like, fuck it. That's yeah, terrible. It's the same thing. Like the people who want like a sum of money at a certain time or over time, all those other dumb things. It's like, just take the fucking money. Like you, it's, you know, it's a lot easier to make a billion dollars if you have 500,000 too. I'll tell you that much. You probably get yeah. more. You probably have more chance if you just grab 500,000 put like 200,000 in like fucking Bitcoin and just sat there. You know? Yeah, that would work. Then go to fucking Jay-Z. 88. Jay-Z 99 says, your favorite dumb injuries in NRL or any other sport like this one. And this is um the Swedish footballer who, oh my God, he broke his jaw eating a carrot. <laughs> um, That's a good one. Um, David James, remember the old England goalkeeper? Yes. Uh, he pulled a muscle on his back reaching for the TV remote. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, was it David Kidwell's one when he was at South? Oh, with his it? kid. Yeah, playing yeah. with his kid in the backyard or something. Um, uh, there's a slip in the showers. There's always been a common one. Happened got Aaron Baines out of the uh, the Olympics. Yeah. Um, not really funny, but Robbie Kearns falling off the horse is a memorable one. Yeah. Um, they've been like horse riding from ever. Oh, mate. We're missing obvious one here. Remember when Plexico Burris shot himself? Yeah. Is that, is that an injury, though? <laughs> well, he shot himself in the leg by accident and then went to prison, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's an injury. Um, uh, Dave, there's a uh, uh, Spanish goalkeeper, Santiago Canizares, dropped a bottle of aftershave on his foot, severed a tendon in his toe. And yeah, missed the twenty twenty um, missed the two thousand and two World Cup because of it. Stick, sticking with the New York Football Giants, mm-hmm. Jason Pierre-Paul blowing his hand off. Yep, very good with fireworks, and then still remaining an, an elite player like to this day. Bizarre, but um, blew his hand off a long time ago. Oh uh, no, we you obviously can't say it on air. But the one you told me earlier this year about a Broncos player. <laughs> um, that's like top five but it can't yeah be I, I might say that one for one day i might reveal it on the podcast you should one day on. if we get big time yeah. enough that we don't need our jobs anymore then maybe yeah well i mean or if he's just not a bronco anymore well yeah okay um yeah, uh what yeah. are some other ones i mean that was quite a few but um yeah, yeah. david kidwell's probably the most funny but also still, it's still sad when anyone gets injured but like um yeah who, okay, who's there was some a, baseball ones that have been bad, aren't there? Because they have all those weird pitcher contracts and shit now, don't they? In baseball, like how hey, you can't like go surfing in the off season and shit. Yeah, they're they? not allowed to do basically any other sports. Like can't play like rec basketball or anything like that. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, how did we forget? Um, Corey Gamera. Uh, Corey Gamera. Oh yes, at did the he, Fox Sports people, shoot yeah, at the season launch for the A League. They made them wear like full kit, and he had his studs on, and he slipped on the stage and did his knee. Yeah. That's not great. No, it's not. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. There has to be some baseball ones we're, we're missing that uh, because I know I remember I saw one of those baseball contracts, and it's just like they they have like a million things they're allowed to do. On, they're allowed to do, even though obviously they're still going to do them. You have to sign that contract saying like you won't go surfing in the Caribbean and you won't like all right, you know, he, he, go on the back of a boat. Um, 
I, I'm just going through the um, top 20 most ridiculous contract clauses in baseball. There you um, go. Oh, these did, aren't all how, that funny. how did Peter Wallace hurt his nuts? Like, he hurt his nuts during a game, didn't he? What? Peter Wallace in the NRL, what, he, he busted a nut. Oh, that's not funny. It was during a game, though. No, it's not funny. I'm trying to think that he'd do it during a game. He did. No, these are all things like if he if he won, he'd get it. These aren't like about what he couldn't do. These are like yeah. things they got. So that's Damn. not... Uh, Manny Ramirez had a buffet stipend. So that's... uh, Yeah, I don't know. We've... Yeah, we've, we've... There's quite a lot. We've said quite a few. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think... Injury insurance clause. That's what I've Googled. Googling live on air. Mm. Baseball injury insurance clauses I've Googled. No, they've insured. No, I won't find it now, but yeah. What are they got? You can insure a pitcher's arm for it. Oh my God, Google to set it search for me on my phone when we're talking. You can insure people's arms in there in the baseball. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bizarre. I love that. Yeah, um, next question Mun E Ball. Ben Quagmire. Yeah, the old Bean Quesadilla says, yeah. fit to assemble a monsters of NRL guys, which four players do you pick and which traits are they losing? Oh, I like this. Yes. So it's, 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 this sounds kind of tricky though, because like you can't just take, are we assuming they're at their peak when you're taking them? Well, he's saying they're losing traits rather than taking all their talent because they took their talent, right? Yeah. In, in Space Jam. They didn't take one trait from each. You weren't well, assembling an Einstein's monster. No, Frankenstein's monster, sorry. So you're taking prime Benji. I said Einstein's monster. He's still in the league. So you're taking Benji's footwork. You're taking either Nathan Cleary or Adam Reynolds' kicking game. You're taking. What else are you taking? You're not taking Victor Magley's tackling technique, even though he probably hits the hardest. He gets suspended a lot. You're taking... Um... What else are you taking? I don't know. I, I, I'm really stuck on the, the difference between just taking the best players and taking the traits. But, uh, I don't want to assemble... I'm assembling my head. We're doing a Frankenstein's monster here, aren't we? We're putting pieces together. Whose passing game are you taking? I'm taking random on Payne Haas's endurance. The fitness. Fittest man alive. I mean, uh, Junior Paulo <laughs> played like 75 minutes this week. Yeah, I know, but I'll just say Payne House is a, a very fit man. Okay. Uh, uh, who's, who's passing game are we taking? Oh, you take Jack Whiten's luck, surely. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> take te- Jack Whiten's Teflon. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I would take, if I could, I'd take Cansby's passing. So I'm allowed to bring, bring someone back. He can still yeah. pass. I'm sure he'd be fine. Uh, I'm taking uh, Cam Munster at the after party. Yep, good one. Yep, I'm taking, uh, taking uh, Brandon Smith's interviewing skills. There you go. That's it. Mate, if this guy, if you combine Brandon Smith's funny interviews with being Teflon Jack Whiten. Oh, my God. There is a career for that player. It doesn't matter how much talent that person has. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a rich man. Oh, so, speaking uh, of contracts, I just, just yeah. we didn't get a question about it, but can people stop comparing Lachlan Lewis being released from his contract like four weeks with before it was supposed to expire anyway with like anything else? It's- as, as though this is like an endorsement of sexual assault over stealing speakers. If Jack DeBellin was as good as Lachlan Lewis and Lachlan Lewis was as good as Jack DeBellin and Lachlan Lewis did what Jack DeBellin did, he would be out of the league. And if Jack DeBellin did what Lachlan Lewis did, he would get a new contract. It's not yes. always about what they did. They don't, teams don't care but about also- that shit. 
They literally saved themselves like 10 grand. That's all they did. Yeah. It and was like, to cut him nothing. a month before his contract ended with cause so that they could save some money. It's a bit, yeah, a bit petty, but whatever. It is, but fuck it. Why not? Like, they can't, you know, don't put up with that shit. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Even if you leave and you're getting cut if you do it. That's what they're we trying to show, even though they do put up with that shit. Yeah. And I don't think that we're not defending anybody else, by the way. We're not defending yeah. bad people who have it's, NRL contracts. We're it's just a telling weak you argument. That it's this, this is not an endorsement of other bad things. It's just. This guy is a replacement level player and we have an excuse to cut him a month before he was leaving anyway to save a bit of money. So we're going to do but that. And any, so if it was any player, by the way, if they were leaving the club, they would do it. They'd it cut, wouldn't matter. Yes, it could be the greatest player, player of all time. They're playing zero exactly. more games for your team. So yes. who gives a shit? I think a lot of people when they reacted didn't understand he didn't have a contract at first, I think. that's Well, if that's true, then that's, that's I can kind of understand boys. the outrage then. But yeah. Uh, Friday beers. Jack Cronin asks, "What's your best slash signature home cooked meal, and what's the best you've had made for you by a partner, friend, family member?" Uh, the birthday cake Charlie made me this week had the highest possible endorsement I can give it. Oh, really? That you know what that endorsement is? No, you can't Two tell it's vegan. Up. There you go. Well, that you've got the wrong palate for that judgment. No, it's because my fact. my brother ate some today at the park, and he also couldn't tell it was vegan. That's good. So, um. Well, like, do you ever sing to dish bungers? I make stir fry a lot because it's easy and it's delicious. Is that, a, a, is that your, would that be your signature? Like, I don't really have a signature. But that would, my signature, the thing I've made the most times, which would probably be my signature because I've given it, I've made it for people as gifts, is not a food, but rather cold brew, which I, which I grind the beans myself and make. But yeah, obviously any idiot can do that. But I guess any yeah, idiot I'm- can cook anything when you boil it down. Yeah. I'm going to set up my own ass here, but I cook too many things too well to have a signature dish. Then you make a bunch of hot sauces. I've made hot sauces, but like, you know, I, I, I make, a, uh, you know, some really good pastas, like homemade gnocchi. Yeah. I make like, um, well, one of my favorite things to cook and it's like, no, this is not even that fancy. One of my favorite things to do is either like reverse here, a tomahawk steak or uh, do a, do a, a really thick scotch fillet, also reverse seared. Yeah. Which also, is just when you put it in the oven in a really low temperature for like an hour and then you... So that gets it cooked all the way through and then you just sear it in a pan at the end. Oh. Not cooked all the way through, obviously, rare all the way through. Um, and a really, really, really hot cast iron. But that's served with... like I, There's two things that are potato dishes I can serve it with. One's just like your potato gratin, which is you know, potato bake, but like just a fuckload of cream, cheese, shallots, not onion, shallots, garlic, salt, pepper. That's actually the best thing. That's actually the best thing Charlie makes too, potato bake. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But like, yeah, for me, it's like you go. So to do the best potato bake, get the start. You got to get your potatoes and soak them for like ten minutes. Run them in cold water. Get all the starch out. Then you put the potatoes in the dish with the cream and shit, and you actually microwave it. So you kind of like boil the potatoes in cream in the microwave. That's the that's my secret tip. Put everything in there, and then you make the rest of the potato bake. But anyway, um, there's that. But also, I can't. I don't know what to call this, but like. If you get a potato, you get a, like a, a one of those V slices, and you get the thinnest setting you can put it on. And you get a potato, and you slice it like you, you, you cut. Sorry, you cut a square out of the potato, like a tube. I've done this a few times, and then you slice it into little tiny thin pieces, like a square, and then make it like a rhombus shape. So you slant it like it's a fort leaning tower of pizza. This 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 square of the of uh, potato, stick a toothpick through it. And you deep fry the fucking thing. Or you right. fry it in a pan. And it's like this little leaning tower of pizza of like a million layers of chip next to a steak. Fucking amazing. Mm. So All that's right. a good one. 
Um, I'm trying to think. But Sydney's a decent. No, I cook a lot of things. Like do some good ribs. I don't know. I'd have to ask Anna. And I do lots of like decent baking. Maybe I own ice cream for a while. I go through fads. Honestly, I remember that. Yeah, that but like good. I just like one of the other that. things I do is um like again a lot movie. I just watch YouTube shit a lot. I watch cooking channels all the fucking time. I used to watch cooking channels over podcasts sometimes. So hmm. do do like to cook. Um, favorite things that people to cook for me. Well, again, talking like I'm a prick now. Talking myself anyway. I don't let people cook for me often because I'm a fuckwit. Okay, <laughs> like that's just a fact. But Anna made me for my birthday like two years ago. I forget its name. She made me the, again a cake that was like twenty layers, like this custard cake. It was like a rum custard cake thingy with these little thin layers of um like pastry rather than cake stacked up with icing on it. And because like, I'm a man who prefers icing to cake, it was just like eating a twenty layered icing was the best. It was great. Um, and she also makes uh, pierogies, like Russian pierogies that are like. Oh. Uh, again, we're ever allowed to hang out ever again with people. Not, like have, when I first had them, I was like, "This would be fucking great." We're, we're at footy with the fellas, like, yeah, you know, the Russian meat pie, party pie, oh, okay. that were amazing. You know, amazing. Um, and then I think my dad once made me really good spring rolls, which sounds lame, but they were really good. Uh the guac, the guac that Charlie bakes is better than store guac. It's so good. Yeah, incredibly good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I do like doing as well a home breakfast when you talk about guac. Love a um, a, you know, the old Aussie brekkie with avo, avo on toast. But yeah, the the smashed avo I put in just salt, pepper, apple cider vinegar instead of lime juice, and smash the avo up. Poach an egg till it's runny. Obviously, uh, I, I like a like a Swiss cheese on this one, particularly, but also don't mind a really salty cheese. But cheese, I get ham and like don't sear it in a pan, but lightly warm it in a pan. Ham. And then homemade hollandaise, or even homemade mayo. If I'm making hollandaise, that is that fucking goes off. Like good brekkie at home, fucking good. Anyway, it's enough random food chat. And someone's gonna message me after this to buy. Like every time we talk about food vanguard, it's better than any sponsorship we've ever done, and we give money away for free. It's I have true, like fifty people buy fucking hot sauce. Ah, <laughs> we got make like eight own. people Start who bought Manscaped stuff. Talk about, talking about dicks for two weeks. That's a fair point. <laughs> but hot sauce, everyone bought it. Um. Oh, another one. I make a good pad thai too, Jack. There you go. Fuck them up my own ass in that section. I hate me right now. Reese Brown. With the Warriors to be based in Brisbane in 2022, should they cut the loss of the Brownie and see if Bennett is free for a year to f- while they find a replacement? Should Bennett be interested or is a short-term gig with that club a bad idea? Mm. Bennett should be interested. He- yeah. Oh, yeah. If he does, because he, he can just, yeah. Yeah. But also, don't, I, if they get rid of Brown and get Bennett, I'm interested. If he's working with Brown, I'm not interested. No, yeah. I mean, it's a, he's in a weird spot now, old Wayne, because it looks like that second Queensland team might be, you know, two year, plus years away if it's happening. Like, yeah, who knows what he's doing? We've had Cam Munster now out there saying publicly, oh, no, I want to stay here now after spending the last year saying he wanted to go to Queensland too. So who knows? Uh, Mario C, what's the biggest shock player you can remember? In terms of your expectation, their expected career that they're sorry. In terms of you expected their career to go nowhere, yet they somehow became top tier. Uh, the play you thought would be bad that turned out really good. Recently, I'm trying to think. Isaiah Yo is probably the most obvious candidate for yeah, recent that was, guys, right? That was going to be mine too. He was a outside back. I had zero wraps on, and Ed's back row I didn't like at all. To now, you know, arguably the best the best lock in the game. Uh, when Campbell Graham started, I thought he was nothing special. 
now he's one of the best defensive centers in the comp. Well, so Campbell Graham's a weird one, isn't he? Because like he was overhyped and overlorded yeah. as a, a, a this attacking prowess he'd have because he's giant. He's actually really good defensively. Yeah. He's good. Um, okay. Unexpected to be shit turned out really good. So the <sighs> reverse Hess. Yeah, the reverse Hess. Who I there? Yeah, um, him winning their club men of the year, not great. Um, Ruben Garrick not, is good. Yeah, not not one I'd say he'd be. He's amazing yet, but Kobe Hetherington, like he was in Brisbane Rugby League two years ago, he dropped down there. But I thought he was garbage by his dad name for a long time until I watched him play some a little bit of cup last year. But the start of this year, I was like, who the hell is this guy? But he's good now. He was was garbage for me for ages. So. That was a nice welcome surprise, but not exactly the level he's asking for. Um, I definitely had my doubts on Nathan Cleary being as good as he is now, but I also didn't think he I think was that's garbage. Fair. Yeah, that's a tough one. Like, he's obviously exceeded expectations, but I didn't think he was bad. I just thought he was fine. Yeah. I thought he was fine, yeah. But he's definitely got better than I thought he could be. Yeah. Um, who's another one that's... A, like, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's others that I've thought the gar- would be garbage that have turned out good, but not... So much in the last couple of years, so it's hard to think of them. Yeah, hmm. That's I've right. got plenty of the other way. Yeah, don't do that. Garbage. Just be positive for once. <laughs> uh, last question from uh, Ben Quelliada: What should the Ravens give up to trade for Garrett, Jared Goff to help their spluttering offense? Okay. Did he watch the game? It was the defense. Yeah, he's being a smart ass. I know, but <laughs> still, didn't really make sense. Ah, oh, it's frustrating. Oh well. Um. Yeah. All right. That's it. Well, we're going to get out of here. Um, hope you all enjoy yeah. the games on the weekend. Uh, if something whack happens, we might do a little bonus one, maybe. If something crazy happens, not. If not, you just have to wait till Monday. Yeah. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. I guess we've got to eat a pee bad. Okay. I go. Go. You want.